Welcome to Journey to Esquire, the podcast. I'm Jocelyn Hardrick, founder and president of Diversity Access Pipeline, Inc., the company behind this podcast and other great programs like Journey to Esquire Scholarship and Leadership Program, which provides $2,000 cash scholarships to third-year law students and internships to second-year law students, along with leadership training and mentors. And Journey to Esquire, the blog, which provides insightful articles to help navigate you through law school and beyond. Find out more on our website, www.journeytoesquire.com. Hey, have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I'm doing now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today, we pass the mic to the Honorable Judge Daryl Manning. In his time with us, he will discuss his military experience and his current experience as a county judge in Hillsborough County. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, my name is Daryl Manning. I'm a county court judge in Hillsborough County, Florida. I've been on the bench approximately four years. Prior to becoming a judge, I was an assistant attorney general. I served in that office for 16 years. I worked in the Children Legal Services as well as the Civil Litigation uh, Department. Also prior to that, and while I was working at that office, I was in the United States Army. I served in the United States Army a total of 30 years on active and reserve status. I enlisted when I was 17 years old. I had a scholarship through ROTC. It was the Green to Gold program. I became an officer, served in the military as a commissioned uh, lieutenant. I was in combat uh, with various units uh, for about four or five different deployments to Afghanistan as well as Iraq. I then branch transferred and became a judge advocate after I went to law school and served another 10 or 12 years in the military, uh, retiring at the rank of lieutenant colonel. I then uh, returned back to the attorney general's office uh, where I worked another couple of years before I was appointed as a judge by Governor Rick Scott in uh, Tampa, Florida. My law school application process wasn't that lengthy. I was in the military at the time, realized I wanted to go to law school. I had a commander that allowed me to spend my last six months in a military courtroom. So I had opportunity to consult with many lawyers, had opportunity to watch a number of court martials. It was during that time that I took the LSAT and I also started to complete my law school applications. I narrowed it down to the exact part of the country I wanted to live in. I was from New York, so I knew I wanted to live in the Northeast and go to school in the Northeast during that period of time. So the majority of my applications were to uh, New York or Northeastern schools. I was one of the schools I got admitted to was uh, St. John's University School of Law, and that's where I ended up attending. In terms of a law school, did I enjoy it? It was certainly an experience. 
Uh, one, I had just come from uh, working very hard because I was in the military. I was in, in a number of tough units, so I had no problem with working hard. Certainly, the type of work that I experienced in law school uh, was more mental than it was physical. So I did enjoy law school. I enjoyed the aspect of learning new things, uh, learning the law, getting involved in a variety of activities. So I balanced my classroom uh, activities with moot court, mock trial. I visited many, many of the New York uh, city courtrooms, the state courtrooms, as well as the federal courts. So I took a great opportunity to balance the classroom aspect with many other aspects that uh, the proximity of the law school had to offer. So overall, my experience was a good one, and I, I did enjoy law school, but I was glad when it was over. When I graduated law school, I was certainly interested in labor and employment. The majority of my classes in my 3L year were focused on labor and employment, employment discrimination, ERISA, and many classes along those lines. Uh, I started off working in a corporate office with uh, the Hertz rental car company. I wanted to get some direct experience with negotiations, working with labor unions, and working with uh, contractual issues. So I had an opportunity to do that. And that wasn't very difficult to land because I had communicated with them while I was a 2L, expressed my interest, and then upon graduating, uh, they were there and available uh, to bring me on board. So I recommend strongly to anyone listening that you want to start early and often. Do not delay the process of seeking out uh, a position, especially in the area that you're interested in. That would be helpful. But Make sure you're broad enough to look at all aspects and all opportunities that may come your way because you never know what you have a niche for until you start doing it. The area of concentration I had in law school was labor and employment law. Had always had an interest in matters around the office, how it worked, terminations, the hiring process. Uh, how do you ensure that there's a fair workplace uh, for everyone? And so I saw that in the military where I knew that there were certain rules and regulations to ensure fairness. I'm not saying they always worked, but at least those rules were in place. And it was for those of us that were officers to ensure uh, that they were implemented. So I was hoping that there was something similar on the corporate side or the civilian employment side. So that's what got me interested in looking at labor and employment law as it related to the civilian sector. And so I started taking a couple of classes in law school, enjoyed that, did an internship uh, with the EEOC, did another internship with the National Labor Relations Board, and just fell in love with that area of the law and continued to do that for a period of time after law school. Well, one, I think this is the best advice that I could offer is to go visit a law school, actually sit in on a class. The dean of the law school or the admission folks will certainly allow you to do that. Then you actually get a feel. You may have an interest in law. You may have a love for the law, but sit in on a law school class and see what you think about it. For those that have enrolled in law school and are matriculating and working their way through it, certainly start preparing early. The first thing, uh, 
get your bar application completed. Do that early. If it's not done yet, make sure you're doing it now. Uh, get that in so you're not behind what they call it the bar examiner's rush hour traffic. You want to have yours in. You want to have yours considered. Plus, here in Florida, it gives you an opportunity for CLI, uh, Certified Legal Intern Status. Once your application is reviewed and you're cleared, then you have an opportunity to go work at the state attorney's office, public defender's office, and they know that you've been cleared. So that's a huge benefit because especially when you're looking for an employment later down the road, you had an actual ability to go ahead and work and try cases as co-counsel with a, a licensed attorney. So ensure that you do that. Second thing why it's important to go ahead and do it early is because of the cost. You, there's a significant cost savings when you go ahead and complete your application early on. The third thing is, as you're moving toward graduation, the last thing you want is hovering over your head, I have to get this application done. And it's usually not a short application if you've had any life experience, if you had a couple of jobs, if you lived a couple of different places, that application could end up being 15, 20, 25 pages. So go ahead and work on it early, get it done and out the way so you can focus on finishing up and graduating from law school, preparing for the bar exam, and then ultimately gaining uh, meaningful employment. You're listening to Journey to Esquire, the podcast, where we explore the best ways to promote diversity, create access, and feed the legal pipeline with talented students of all backgrounds. Here are some guidance from today's guest. Diversity is important in many areas. Uh, I cannot think of a more important place where it would be essential is than the judiciary. The judiciary certainly has extensive powers and controls over one's life. Uh, many people are coming uh, to the courthouse looking for a fair shot. They feel aggrieved in a number of different areas outside, and the courts are the area of last resort for many folks. And if you show up to the courthouse and you don't get the feeling that you're going to get a fair shot. And one of those ways that people think they're going to get a fair shot is when they see folks that look similar to them. I'm not saying everyone needs to look similar to them, but it, it's, it's helpful. When you have individuals that are sitting on the bench that come from a diverse area, you have uh, people with various genders, uh, various races, creeds, nationalities, that's always helpful. Certainly the folks that sit on the bench should reflect the population that they're serving. The citizens that are coming through deserve that. They deserve to have the feeling that once they come in, that they're going to get a fair shot, that the judge is going to, he or she is going to be able to understand their plight, understand their situation. And so diversity on the bench is essential, just like in other areas and other aspects of life. But I can't think of a, a more intense need to have diversity than on the bench because people are coming in there, whether it be in the civil context or the criminal context, they're looking for fairness from the judge that's sitting uh, about to rule on their case. 
it's just so important that that we have that. And I do see us making strides toward that. Of course, there's much more work to be done. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce you to one of the law students in the Journey to Esquire Scholarship and Leadership Program. My name is Ray Petty, and I am from Albany, Georgia. I serve as an intern with Journey to Esquire, and I currently attend WMU Cooley Law School at the Tampa Bay campus as a third-year law student. In addition to that, I currently serve as a paralegal reservist in United States Air Force, stationed here at McDill Air Force Base. I wanted to become a lawyer because it gave me an opportunity to advocate for those who cannot advocate for themselves. This program has allowed me the opportunity to learn more about the diverse aspects of our legal career field. We just passed the mic to the Honorable Judge Daryl Manning. In his time with us, he left four key takeaways. Number one, He spoke about his time in the military and how it better prepared him for law school. Number two, he spoke about the importance of actually visiting a law school and sitting in on a class for future law students. Number three, he spoke about the importance of completing your bar application early. And number four, he spoke about the importance of diversity in the judiciary and how equal representation on the bench should reflect the population in which it serves. Journey to Esquire would like to thank Judge Manning for joining us on today's podcast. We encourage our listeners to read the show notes attached to this episode for more information about the guest and organizations mentioned. I'd like to give a special thanks to all of our supporters, especially our JD level sponsors, U.S. District Courts, Middle District of Florida's Bench Bar Fund, and Agape Christian Bar Preparation Services, Inc. for their generous support. I'd also like to thank WMU, Cooley Law School, Tampa Bay Campus, for providing a space for the recording of several of the episodes of this podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another great episode of Journey to Esquire, the podcast. Support, share, subscribe. And for more, visit www.journeytoesquire.com.